I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A pilot episode is literally make or break for most TV shows, but the thing is, even if a network likes it, they can often demand huge changes to the story, cast, or design before it actually goes on air. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 actors who were recast after the pilot episode. Number 10, Rachel McFarlane, Meg Griffin, Family Guy. First up, we have something of a tumbling cascade of actresses, beginning with Rachel McFarlane as Meg in the pilot episode of Family Guy. Rachel's stay was short-lived, designed to fill a gap in a tight budget while providing enough character to give the studios a taste of what was to come. Following on from Rachel, Mean Girls' very own Gretchen Wieners took on the role in the official pilot and carried the character throughout season one. Then followed the iconic Mila Kunis from season two onwards, and since then Family Guy has had a whale of a time, often at her expense. As she is series creator Seth McFarlane's sister, though it does make sense that Rachel was eventually found another role on Family Guy's sister show, American Dad, and she has now spent 16 years as a regular cast member and the Smith family's rebellious daughter, Haley. Number 9, Jenna Fisher, Andy Burns, Man With A Plan. Since the conclusion of Friends, Matt LeBlanc has returned to the comfy confines of the sitcom world time and time again, in series such as Joy, episodes, and more recently, Man With A Plan. His wife on this show was originally meant to be none other than the officer's Jenna Fisher, but after the shooting of the pilot and the release of a host of promotional material, the studio got cold feet and the producers gave her the boot, replacing her with Liza Snyder. And from watching the original footage, you can easily see why. For all that the pair are great TV actors in their own right, Fisher and LeBlanc just have zero on-screen chemistry and their interactions do feel forced. They weren't believable as a couple and as a result it was best the pairing wasn't stuck with just because the actors had been great elsewhere. Number 8, Jeffrey Hunter, Captain Kirk slash Pike, Star Trek. This is one episode of the beloved sci-fi series that boldly went when no Kirk had ever gone before, to Talos IV, with a captain named Christopher Pike. Believe it or not, it was Jeffrey Hunter, not William Shatner, who led the crew of the USS Enterprise in the series' pilot episode, and Star Trek may have never been the same had he not wanted out when asked to film a second pilot. William Shatner replaced Hunter, production rewrote the Pike character as James T. Kirk, and a legend was born. Shatner, of course, went on to become the famous face of the Trek franchise, as well as, in some sense, the Halloween franchise as well, and has lived comfortably off that name ever since. I mean, it's not like Jeffrey Hunter got a star as an animated possum in DreamWorks' 2006 family comedy Over the Hedge, is it? Number 7, Rachel Dratch, Jenna Maroney slash DiCarlo, 30 Rock. The original unaired pilot of Tina Fey's 30 Rock had one big difference from the hit show that would clock in seven seasons before entering the US comedy halls of fame, that being Jenna. Rachel Dratch was originally cast as Liz Lemon's friend and the flailing co-star of The Girly Show, who was named Jenna DiCarlo in the pilot. As the show's creator as well as a core cast member, Faye brought Dratch along from her SNL cohort, trusting her in her tried and tested abilities as a comedic performer. After a shift in tone and setup, 
matchup, however, with Fair deciding the character needed to be more of a straight part, Jenna Krakowski took on the role of the newly dubbed Jenna Maroney on the rebranded TGS with Tracy Jordan. Nonetheless, Drash did not go to waste on the show either, as she went on to guest star throughout 30 Rock's run, utilizing her SNL skills as a sketch comedian in several different roles as minor characters. Number 6. Miranda Otto, Virginia Pittman slash Teresa Cullen. Westworld. In 2016, Jonathan Nolan's Westworld took a slightly hammy 70s cult favourite about a theme park full of lifelike androids and brought it up to date. With an undergraduate semester's worth of philosophy and all the jaw-dropping effects that modern practical and digital technology have to offer. So, it made sense to cash in on a solid slab of acting talent with some fantasy genre cred, hiring Miranda Otto, who cemented her place in the canon as Erwin in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Otto shot the pilot as Virginia Pittman, the head of quality assurance for the park before exiting the project ostensibly to focus on her equally demanding role in Homeland. And once Otto had been replaced by Sidsi Babette Knudsen, the role of Virginia Pittman was redefined with the new actress in mind and christened with a brand new name, Teresa Cullen. Number 5. Sean Harris, Mad Sweeney, American Gods Amongst American Gods' formidable cast of cootie characters, the Irish leprechaun Mad Sweeney really stands out, and not just because he's six foot five. It is undeniable that Pablo Schreiber, brother of Lev, has played the role of the heavy-drinking leprechaun pitch perfectly, but it was Mission Impossible Sean Harris who almost filled those boots and braces for good. However, two weeks into filming, Harris had to step down for personal reasons. At the same time, the show switched up gear with a new cinematographer and an increased pace to make up for the time it lost while finding its feet. While we know Harris would have been a great fit for the part and brought some solid acting skill to it, Pablo's charisma is undeniable and it's tough not to feel like we're all the better for it. Number 4. Richard Keel, Hulk, The Incredible Hulk Lou Ferrigno is to the Incredible Hulk what Bill Shatner is to Star Trek and spoken word pop covers, so it may come as a shock that the studio almost went with a whole other leading man for this iconic late 70s show. Richard Keel, or Jaws of the Moora era Bond fame, went in for the role of TV's Hulk in the year between The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker, presumably cashing in on his big man credentials. Shooting got as far as the pilot episode as well before producers realised that the part needed more than just height. Hulk needed bulk, and for all of his seven feet and change, Keel was just a bit too much of a slim gym to do the green giant justice. And as this was way before CGI entered the mainstream and they could just mocap Mark Ruffalo's performance and magic his mug into the features of Doc Green's face, there was little hope for Keel's future in the role. Thus, Keel was replaced and the pilot was reshot with Ferrigno, a bodybuilder whose muscles look positively inflated. Nonetheless, there is one small scene of the original performance that still remains in the final cut. Number 3. Jeff Yeager, Tom Hansen, 21 Jump Street Modern viewers may know 21 Jump Street only as a buddy cop comedy vehicle for Jonah Hill and Jeff, but once upon a time, in that far-flung, oft-romanticized world that was the 1980s, it was a hit TV show starring, uh, Jeff Yeager? Back when the show was called Jump Street Chapel, before the studio ditched the religious connotation, the little-known Jaeger was the original choice for the central part of Officer Thomas Hansen. Jaeger was swiftly usurped by a fresh-faced Johnny Depp, which is lucky for the latter, as this is quite literally the part that made him famous, opening the door to roles in a what's what of indie cult pictures, alongside an illustrious career as Tim Burton's gothic Ken doll. Number 2. Tamsin Merchant, Daenerys Targaryen, Game of Thrones For all that fans may have decried the character development of Daenerys Targaryen in the final seasons of Game of Thrones, there is no denying that actress Amelia Clarke is synonymous with the role. And even those who have transitioned to George R. R. Martin's impressively exhaustive A Song of Ice and Fire book series can't help but feel echoes of her in it. 
It is no surprise then that the showrunners also saw the same essential denariness in Clark early on, recasting their original choice for the pilot. Tamsin Merchant, known at the time for period work in the Tudors and Pride and Prejudice, was originally chosen for the Dragon Queen, but after the unaired pilot was very poorly received by test audiences, the studio demanded an overhaul. The original director was replaced, much of the episode was reshot, and a bunch of characters were also recast, including Catelyn Stark. Number 1. Riff Reagan, Willow Rosenberg, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Willow the Witch is as essential to the Scooby Gang as Giles, Spike, and even Buffy herself. And who else could it be but Alison Hannigan? Well, Riff Reagan apparently. Reagan signed on, got to know the cast and crew, and filmed the 30-minute pilot, which helped Joss Whedon and 20th Century Fox sell it to the WB Television Network. Of the many elements that survived into the show proper, Buffy's hair colour, Berryman High School, and Reagan were not among them. Whedon and co altered the character following the test pilot, deciding that Willow needed to have a bit of a darker core that they could mine in future plotlines, something the personality and presence of Alison Hannigan seemed destined to bring out. Hannigan herself was initially indifferent about the role, having not read the script at the time of the audition, and knowing the Buffy the Vampire Slayer property only by the reputation of the failed 1992 movie. I think it's safe to say though that it's lucky that she changed her mind. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 